with liberty and justice for y'all. Episode eight with liberty and justice for y'all. I'm Eric. I'm Scott. And who are you? I'm Victoria. Victoria is our special guest today. Hi. Just don't or call Kendall. her Victor. Don't call her Victor. 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 She said Kendall. I said Victor. I mixed them together. That's Victor, what I did. Victor. Whatever. Go. So keep the mic as close as you can. To yes, face. I will. Perfect. Oh That's her ASMR voice. <laughs> slide away from me. All yes. right. I'm just going to hold on. <clears throat> so let's uh, figure out who is Victoria. How do you guys know each other? I just met Victoria mm. today. And we're best friends, so it's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Scott, how do you and Victoria know each other? Man, I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah, a few years. I think I just, you know, I support like local musicians. I love music. My degree is in musical theater myself. And I happened upon you by stance and just liked you on social media and just, you know, shared a lot of similar beliefs and just friendship via Facebook. Are mm-hmm. you a fan of the Silence of the Memes page? Oh gosh! Am, Ooh, am I? Have you seen recent. his meme page? I don't. I mean, I've seen it, yeah. I, or at least seen some mm. stuff that you've shared personally. Yeah, I know I I'm do. a personal friend of yours, but I do. I try to share every meme that I make. Yeah, right. with my friends, and I share some of his memes myself too. So, with I his permission, I think I saw a text message from you to Scott saying, "Hey, I want to be on your podcast." Blah 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 blah. Right. <clears throat> I read the text message and I was like, "Yeah, this person sounds really interesting." Yes. Yeah, and then he us, put the icing on the cake, which really wanted me and you. It, it wanted me to get you in here was the fact that you used to be a, a liberal, like a hardcore liberal, right? Very much so, yes, sir. And it took you moving to and living in New York City, right? Tell me a little bit about that. That's really interesting to me, right? So, um, uh, I graduated high school at the meek young age of 16 slash 17. Wow, she's a prodigy. Graduated in, when I was 16 and I walked when I was in se- uh, 17. And then I moved to New York. And at that time, I... Um, what did but, you move to New York to do? Uh, to pursue musical theater. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Yes. So to live out my dream and be on Broadway, right? I auditioned for many schools and chose the New York City one. And... Um, I thought that I was just this liberal love in life, love everybody equally lesbian kind of broad. I know. What? What do you mean? Ooh. You were a lesbian? I was. I was a full-fledged gold star lesbian. What is nice. a gold star? It means you lesbian. never were with a man. Oh, really? I only dated women. Oh. Yes. A gold for, star lesbian. For folks. eight years. You <laughs> to me. For how long? For eight years. Okay, yes. wow. Now, wait, that strikes up the question of, if everything is a game of who is the most oppressed, does that mean that a woman who's been with a man would not be able to claim the same status of oppressed as a woman who's only been with other women? I mean, I, whenever I quote unquote came out as straight, I was, I received nothing but hatred and a lot of, um, mm dislike from a community that promotes nothing but love right, right. so it was very ironic but i mean we'll get i guess we Isn't can get to that <laughs> so let's get back to oh, you goodness. moving to, you moved to new york city so i was there and i was right after new york became the first state to legalize gay marriage it was you know such an uproar this was what 20 uh, 2009 2010 kind of era right i was there i auditioned for multiple uh broadway productions off-broadway productions regional tours etc cetera, etc cetera. 
And then, um, fortunately I actually moved back to Texas to go to Sam Houston state university, which is the number one musical theater school in the state of Texas. Fun fact. Did not know that for abroad for a woman <laughs> for um, abroad. <laughs> moved back for her. <laughs> oh, did never go. Oh, so you were still a lesbian at the oh, time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I moved back two years later and, um, is the, uh, correction facility industry full of <laughs> off Broadway, very manly women <laughs> close, close <laughs> to very well, just, just the kind of the, the education <laughs> realm, you know, for St. Houston, we don't, you know, we don't it, it too probably much. has to be a very special kind of woman to want to work in the correctional facility. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Other very special. Well, there's lots women. and lots of stories in the legal community <laughs> of prison guards, females sleeping with male inmates, and vice versa. Oh, that's so it. gross. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, never. let's stick to the story. I want to no, hear. You're this. perfect. No, no. <laughs> so you're you come back to San so Houston so for abroad. To San Houston for abroad. Right. And um, then I'm like, you know, this is now we're kind of moving into the realm of the Trump Hillary era, right? Okay. So, I'm like. Uh, I think I like this Hillary broad and then like me and the broad that I'm with, we kind of like separate ways, blah, 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 blah. Life goes on, blah, 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 blah. And then I, uh, am with my first male, my first guy friend, boyfriend, if you will shout out to David Yarbrough. Proud of you. You what converted up, me. Well done. It does. You know, and, uh, that give hope actually, men out there everywhere. I actually love the fact that lesbians exist. I think it's awesome. Oh, I'm, and that's, I mean, my thing is, is like, I find women beautiful, but we're freaking crazy. Like I could not be in a relationship with one ever again. Right. Like, anyways, so I'm with I'm with Dave, and he's a very conservative man, and him and I get to talk, and you know we've had our debates and stuff, and then I get in a four car pileup by an illegal immigrant on a an highway, and I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, luckily I'm in my trusty Ford F one fifty Texas built Texas tough yeah. kind of truck, so you know. Any kind of injury in that? I did. I had my knee messed up, and my truck is a. It was a 1990, very nostalgic. Like you mm -hmm. can't put a price tag on nostalgia. And I luck his girlfriend. That was his girlfriend's car. She was an American, so she luckily had insurance. But we fought tooth and nail for years for me to get some sort of like money out of it, right. and I I was just in this state of shock where it's like we've accepted you into our country. You've get, I've given you nothing but love, but here you are texting and driving. We're all guilty of it. Like no shame thrown there, but here, here you, and then you're just a four car pileup. And I was the least hurt. There were some, there was an F three fifty that was just like scrunched mm. like a beer can. And it was just, and so I like took a step back and I was like, maybe we shouldn't have all these crazy illegals, you know, come into our country because of this. This is just one instance out of probably thousands that right. at least this Houston area sees a year. And my grandma is from Mexico and she came to the States and became a nurse and like fought her way through everything, paid for everything herself, you know, struggled, did all of that and did it the legal right way. And I'm not against accepting people but if you do it the right way and the legal way that's you know that's your own way so anyways that happened and then i started noticing that like hey i'm not getting a lot of money back in taxes oh where's my tax money going <laughs> where's all this going uh, and friggin taxes <sighs> i hate it right yeah and 
I came to the realization that charity should be by choice. You should not be forced to give money. If you, I mean, I'm a nice person. I will do anything for anybody, but the, the forceful act of the government saying, huh, well, we're just going to give this money to from you and mm-hmm. give it to X, Y, and Z. I don't, that didn't stand well with me. And so listening to Trump now and his big speeches, he's already become the Republican candidate and stuff. So he, by this time in my age, he was the first president that I could actually physically vote for. And this is why I'm a Republican um, and very conservative. So you, let me stop you. You switched from lesbian to straight. <laughs> And from Democrat to Republican, which was yes, the sir. bigger switch? Oh, um, huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, which, the, one, which one got you more enemies? Oh, definitely the uh, Democrat to Republican. Oh, really? From liberal to conservative. Oh, yeah, I can. Imagine. Especially in the musical theater community. Like, oh, I love yeah. all my people. Don't get me wrong, but they don't love me. Right. <laughs> and I mean, you know, we're allowed to think differently. So anyway, well, not according to liberals. You are now true. the enemy. It's no longer hey. You know, we have a disagreement. We can still be friends. Now it is. Right. No, you are intrinsically a racist and a horrible human being. And I can't see past that. And that's, that's their new motto. Exactly. Like and the that's the difference lingo. between a Democrat and a liberal, right? A Democrat will sit down with you at a bar, have a discussion, take a shot with you at the end of the day, shake hands, and y'all can move about your way. A liberal, the left, they are so full of hate. hate. The intolerant left, the intolerant tolerant, right? It's just... It just astounds Look, me. Any level of intolerance, no matter what side you're on, is unacceptable. Because in order for us to function as a society, we have to be able to tolerate the views of others. We don't have to like them. Right. We don't have to love them, but we have to let them be. But also, wouldn't you want to surround yourself <clears throat> next to people who you think differently then, too? Because that's how you grow as a human being, right. Right? right? You can't just have the same mindset all the way around. You can't. There's nowhere to you know, go. But my, my brain always goes to the idea that it's like, Man, this is only an issue because there's an institution. That's that not true. Racism has been an institution. Well, well, right. But at that point, it has to be something that, that would sell on the marketplace today. We, I mean, we can't we can't compare it to, you know, 1800 because well, like, it kind of goes that they were racist back then. Right. right now, I don't think the idea of being racist would sell without government well it's the whole i'm not selling this cake to you gay to this gay couple thing right except for instead it would be i'm not selling you a cake because you're black right a right. lot of people would go would say i'm, I'm not, not going selling to you business. this dr seuss book yeah. because of yeah. the word eskimo yeah but but again you're talking about doing something that's probably going to isolate no, but what i'm saying large... is a lot of people would not ever go to that cake shop again right. because they're racist right? right well let them be racist and well that's what i'm saying the market wouldn't allow it i'm right essentially yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. agreeing with you right yeah but that's what i'm saying is like <clears throat> these intolerant individuals right would not have a platform to actually influence our life if government did not exist the way that it exists that's fair at that at that level i mean that's that's why that's <laughs> That's why it's always so frustrating to me because I'm like, guys, this this wouldn't be a problem if we weren't voting for somebody to, to actually use force to to dictate what we're gonna do with our lives. And it's so that's always why I'm like, let's just do that. Let's just cut the cancer out. Well, I think now we're at the point where instead of and it's obviously very clear, you guys both know this, they have to silence the speech that they don't like. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And that is by definition fascist, right? I mean, right. It, that's what baffles me the most is that they think they're righteously doing the right thing, but so did Hitler. 
And well, so I like did. that photo that's going around that's saying, uh, at what point in time ever in history were the people that were burning books and the censoring good guys. people the good right. guys? Yeah, ever, never, never. No. Like you're, not, you're not, you're not. And that's always what gets me with the actually the two people that I, I told you about. But I guess I guess it really does hint the idea that people don't wake up wanting to do evil. You know, right. they they really do think this is you know the the what the path to hell is paved with good intentions right but at the same time scott i think you're misguided maybe and maybe a little sheltered because there are people who don't give a fuck oh no 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 i know there i know there not. are i know there are <clears throat> right there those people they wake up exist. i'm gonna rob a motherfucker right today. right and that's those right. people just and i know them right know? right they know they 100 percent they exist I'm, i mean my dad was a police officer right. i used to go and hang out in right the prison. right I, I know i know these people exist but it's like it's still at the end of the day, it's my responsibility to protect myself from them. Right. And the vast majority of people, I believe, want to do good. They don't want to go right. rob, steal, and pillage, right. you know? But even then, it's like, I would like, and not not that I, I, I'm not disagreeing that they really do intend to do harm, but I still have to imagine that when they wake up in the morning, they're not waking up going... Oh, I just want to strangle my my bed neighbor. You know, their right, their yeah. their first thought probably isn't to do evil, right? You know, there there might still be just the same way that it's like I think everybody has it in them to be the guard at the gates at the Nazi camps. I think everybody has it in them to be. I was just doing what I was told. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think everybody has it in them to be the angel at the the pearly gates. You mm -hmm. know, we all possess that. So, Victoria, yes. you said it was right around the time that Trump was starting to run for president. Right. What attracted you to Donald Trump as opposed to Hillary Clinton? Why did you jump shit? His transparency and his patriotism. He always put America first. And when he said something, there was no bullshit. Like, he, you know. There was, I was no filter from brain to mouth. Right. And I could, I could watch hillary and like she would say some things it sounds good like anything the left says sounds good on paper but in execution it's just disgusting right and uh comparative to what donald said and he would say you know things like hey we are not in a great state back in that time right um this is my plan x y and z let's bump it out knock it out roll it out and yeah pro-america and then i did my research on more of Hillary because I was not really into politics at that time. I was just like, you know, love is love. Yay. Let's, <laughs> let's all fill the world with rainbows and flowers <sighs> and unicorns, you know, things that really don't exist. <clears throat> so, um, did my research on her and the, the, <laughs> that's when uh, I went down the rabbit hole <laughs> and, uh, you haven't know, gone back. Oh yeah. You know, there's some people may, call me up that they called you they, you've been red pilled oh, yeah oh. well but to the extreme of like q anon like red pill like oh I, right yeah, yeah i'm all about that and yeah. i there's too much there's so many coincidences out there pizzagate all of that jazz like where it just turned me off of from her 1025 percent and so here i am so you are a Q and honor? Mm-hmm. Are you really? I would like, say you really I believe it or are you I I don't completely know. I I don't think that I'm like a diehard one hundred percent like follower, but hmm. you there's definitely speculation that needs to be researched and like 
seen it on some of those things, like with the whole like. First off, turn down her vocal just a hair. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry. You're fine where you're at. I'm just getting a little bit of a, a little too yeah. much, a little too much Victoria. So go ahead. I'll keep okay. talking. Excellent. This is yeah. this interests me. I want to know what makes a person cute because I'm going to say something yeah. after you. I want to know. Fine. I want to know about what it is. Yeah. Honestly, <clears throat> so it's just um things like okay, let's uh, the Jeffrey Epstein thing. First off, we haven't heard about him in his case in a while. Like, mm-hmm. why is that? Like, mm-hmm. why all of a sudden has that the been Max, muted? Maxine. Yeah, she got arrested been... and then boom. Ghislaine, you mean? We're not going to like. Ghislaine Maxwell? Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, there's way too many connections with that. And, um, you know, everyone loves to bring up, oh, well, Donald Trump wasn't on that connection. Well, yeah, but he also, you know, excommunicated Jeffrey Epstein to ever visit his place in Florida. Right. So, like, he tried to distance himself from that. And then, you know, we have the whole pizza gate, you have the whole spirit cooking. Well, see, which pizza is... gate is what threw me off of it, right? Essentially, there was no evidence to prove that anything about pizza gate was true. Okay. Now, that being said, let's, I want to say this. It is undisputable that there is a large global network of pedophiles oh. who are wealthy and powerful that literally have islands that they go to and they molest young girls and boys and it gets even worse. Have you ever heard of the Franklin credit scandal? No. Okay. That's a story we'll get into another day. You need to look into the Franklin credit scandal. This is legit and real. And this goes all the way up to the highest levels of our government. Mm. And it is absolutely insane. And it's still considered somewhat of a conspiratorial, but let's just put it like this. That lead investigator flew from one place to another with his son in the, in the, in the plane to go pick up basically the caught your red handed evidence. This guy was a state Senator and then also a, a lead investigator. His plane accidentally blew up on the flight home <laughs> with his son in it and mm-hmm. all the papers and all How the evidence was destroyed. Right. Of course. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, call it QAnon or not, that is indisputable. That happened. Jeffrey Epstein is proof of it. Just Lane Maxwell's proof of it. It happened all mm-hmm. the way up to Bill Clinton. Right. So right. it's not a conspiracy when it gets to there. Tell me what you think about the pizza gate and explain it to me. Cause I don't know what it is. So with, <clears throat> I don't know if y'all ever saw, um, the, uh, Instagram photos that they had of it with the children, like taped onto the tables on their Instagram profiles to like, um, uh, uh for upcoming events as like, um, advertisements for this or that or whatever they, um, the email exchanges between, certain clientels in the pizza industry like you spend sixty five thousand dollars on cheese pizzas like okay like we're gonna fly cheese pizzas from this one place in washington dc that is run by the brother of what the clinton or the um the democrat lead tony i forget his last name i forget but it was um just there was too many coincidences. Isn't the story that they were using a pizza parlor as a front for a child sex transfer site or something? Right. Like, like in the basement. Uh, like, the or child, something? like, yes, in the basement. And, and then, then the crazy guy went guy there went, with a gun. Right. And, okay. you know, that's, I feel like that's plenty of time to like cover something up. Right. You know, to move your operation to the building next door. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'd been like a year and there's too and many change like. Change your outside logo. Right, they're like that little triangle thing that they had. Dude, and- creepy Joe. I mean, the guy. I'm serious when I say this. It is creepy how much, how many pictures there are of him touching 
kids Podesta. in weird ways. That's the name. That's the name. Podesta. Yes. John Podesta. It was his brother. Podesta like, brothers. Owns, yeah. and it, and how that. Um, you know, and that came out of WikiLeaks. You know, mm-hmm. that was the big Hillary Clinton dump. You know, I'm always torn about it because I'm like, I know these people do shady shit. Like, I know they do. I mean, we all know Bill Clinton was on the plane to Epstein's Island. Right. Multiple times. Multiple 17 times, times I think. Uh, I thought it was in, like, the 20s. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, he's just going to hang out. Dude, he had a picture of Bill Clinton, a painting of him in the blue dress, hanging above his fireplace. You know. You only do that because you have someone by the balls. You know, we all we all pay attention to the Bill Clintons and whatnot, because those are big names. Right. But, but I think, and it was recently brought to my attention on one of the podcasts that I listened to. Um, is that there are Harvard people that were on those planes. And so it's like, what are they getting? Right. Are they just sexually trafficking kids? The or theory is that they're, doing... they're scientists and working yeah, on important are they working stuff. On stuff. Exactly. And then there's ties, alleged ties of Epstein to the Mossad mm-hmm. and the CIA. Yeah, man. And if those agencies get power over people like that right with that kind of stuff and they mm-hmm. own them they control them so i mean that sounds like something that the cia or well, some intelligence you know and do. then i and i think back on history and it's like the united states granted immunity to the doctors in japan for all the crimes they committed against humans when they were doing there's a unit it's called unit 731 mm-hmm. and they were the human trials experiment group they just did all kinds of shit on people that's how we know everything we know about frostbite is because of what they did to these people. But the United States government granted immunity to these doctors in exchange for all the data Wow! at the end of World War II. So okay. all these people. And then we bombed them. Yeah. Well, I'm, I think it was happening right about the same time we were negotiating with them. Well, what about all the Nazi scientists we brought over here yeah. to build all the what rockets? Is it? Operation Paperclip? Oh, and I definitely Operation think Hitler, Paperclip. like traveled to brazil and like mm-hmm. survived i don't think he was in yeah. that bunker or some of his so, scientists did there's a well, lot of blonde-haired blue-eyed twins <laughs> in a certain town in argentina and so it's like you've already made the point there is there's no doubt about it there's a a group of probably very high-ranking individuals probably politicians probably royalty for all the hell we know prince andrew was prince in on andrew the epstein island all the time andrew. so it's like we know these people are probably all talking they, but it's a conspiracy right and and it's almost like they they add the like because i've heard it's like they believe the QAnon believe ultimately that there's a a high-ranking pedophile ring that's doing all kinds of crazy shit up there but then the last thing they throw in is that they're like a satanic yeah drinking their blood with the adrenochrome you know, and it's stuff. like right. and it's like that just yeah, seems like but that did you see that pitch. picture of uh Sharon Stone? Like, well, and maybe they are. You know, it's not past. I don't. I don't want to put it past these people. They're freaking psychos. So Alex you know? Jones, you know who Alex Jones is, right? Um, I'm afraid I don't. So Alex Jones is like the conspiracy guy, right? He oh. is. Um, it's called the Alex Jones Show. I think he's been canceled off everything. Because oh. he, he was the first one <clears throat> canceled, right? Like in the when Twitter started doing big stuff, it was Alex. The Jones reason it was canceled was because of the shooting up at that elementary school. Was it Newtown or something like that? Um, um, he was saying it was all no. fake and that it was a what do they call them when the government sets up a false flag? A false flag event. Well, it just pissed a lot of people off. They canceled him, right? Mm. He, and he, the guy, had millions and millions and millions of followers. Well, his um, 
he broke into this place called Bro- Bohemian Grove. Have you ever heard mm-hmm. of the Bohemian yeah. Grove? This is out in California. Oh, this is a rabbit hole to go down and get oh, grief. Sorry. Well, it lends itself <laughs> to the QAnon thing. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. that's that's where that's where I'm like, ah, this so Bohemian Grove more. is a real place where yeah. super wealthy, rich, powerful politicians, actors, bankers, you name it, corporate heads, they all come together and it's like this place out in the woods and it's all on videotape Mm -hmm. and they perform these weird rituals where they sacrifice fake children to this owl god they call moloch and it's all on video Mm. and i mean it is the creepiest thing you've ever oh it's just a fraternity and he asks one of the guys who was there and the this senator gets so pissed off on video he's like you need to not be talking about this this is something Mm -hmm. if you were a gentleman you would never speak about this and he's like is it true that you sacrifice fake babies He's got this weird, <laughs> you sacrifice fake, fake babies to the owl god Moloch. And the guy is just like, you can tell he's petrified. Right. Because caught off guard. It's just, he's like, oh my mm-hmm. God, what do I say? I mean, yes, we do, but yeah. I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> so um, that whole thing, I mean, there's no doubt that that stuff goes on, but what are they really doing? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Are they fighting with everything they have, all the power they have to cover that stuff up? You know, I mean, is it even real? Who fucking knows? It's interesting. It's interesting to and talk well, about. Right. What was what was supposed to happen on March 4th as far as the QAnon? Apparently there was something that was supposed to happen here. Well, then I feel like a really bad follower because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hot well, damn. I think at this point everybody knows that whatever is in place, whatever powers to be, they're too powerful for us to stop them. Right? There's nothing we can do at this point. It's going to have to get to um, the point where they're trying to uh, exercise absolute control over us and that's when people will go oh my god we did this to ourselves we have to change it the only only way it's going to happen the only way we're going to be able to do that is if we're allowed to keep our guns that's that's the truth (laughs) amen if the government always gets too much power it's almost inevitable that every government gets to a totalitarian state that totalitarian state eventually crumbles there's some virtuous leader that arises from the ashes to organize and fix that virtuous leader has kids who are spoiled rotten and they start the path all the way around to totalitarianism again and almost every government that you've ever seen has gone through this cycle and i think right now we're at the end of the cycle where we're nearing totalitarianism i'd say in the next 50 years it'll be that way especially when ai becomes really big and we become part robot you know because we will eventually have chips implanted in us in the next 50 years. We'll have chips, biochips is what they'll start with probably, where they assess your health and they say, well, you know what, you're predisposed to cancer. Or what? It's going to be a weird thing. Elon Musk has been talking about this with Neuralink. You know what Neuralink is? So Neuralink is a chipset that they've invented. And this is real. This is not a conspiracy, folks. This is the real deal. <clears throat> Neuralink. It is a chipset that they have figured out how to connect into your brain. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you basically have your cell phone here inside your head. So you have instant access to basically all the world's knowledge at the click of a finger. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to get it first? Not the public. The rich, powerful people, right? right? You think they're going to let everybody have it? Oh. Hell no. They're going to keep it for themselves. This is, we can't give the public this. Right. There's too much. Right. It's just the whole thing is just terrifying if you think it's like a science fiction movie and it's coming to life and now elon musk goes around giving speeches about the dangers of ai because i bet you that they've done some experiments and figured out oh my god these 
computers are becoming I've heard, sentient. I've heard crazy stories. I've heard they had an AI where they were just running it, and they started to notice as the longer they ran it, the more aggressive it got. And so mm -hmm. they turned it off. And then they turned it back on and let it kind of redo its thing and started it over, and it was fine again. And so they started giving it periodic rest breaks like you would sleep. Right. Mm -hmm. And it actually improved behavior. It was learning models. Yeah, yeah. It was actually resting and like we would rest. And that was, it had learned to do that. So yeah. Vic Victoria, let me ask you this. Since you mm -hmm. think, uh, since you believe in QAnon, do you also believe that the election was rigged and started? Oh, 1000%. Oh, you don't have to believe in QAnon to believe that. Well, I I'm just saying it's still it. technically considered a conspiracy oh. theory. I yeah. mean, I mean, if Time Magazine's going to write a freaking article about showing Seriously. how did you they... see that on the podcast oh, we talked well, about? I, that. I saw it uh, before. I think you had actually posted something about mm -hmm. it too, yeah, and I saw it, and then I I saw y'all mention it, and then I really like dug into it, and I'm like, you're you're advertising how to rig an election and how mm -hmm. to make it happen, bragging but, about it, right? But, but Victoria, they weren't rigging the election; yeah, they were fortifying. 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 Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no. For us peasants. The only thing you're fortifying is, you know. I'm, look, I'm going to be 100 percent clear with you. I did do not and did not ever care for Donald Trump. Right? That's okay. And look, I want to tell you, I think, and this is going to be me going into psychology and semantics and the, and the psychology of people, right? That's fine. If you look at the people who passionately hate Donald Trump, I would venture a guess that around 90% of them look like the type of person that was bullied when they were young. So they're inherently hateful towards anybody who even per comes off as a bully. Right. Donald Trump comes off as a bully. Oh, he's very, that's, but that's what I love about him. And he's you, abrasive. He's <clears throat> not, he's not a bullshitter. He's right. going to tell you how it is. And if you don't like it, then like tough shit, he's going to move forward and do whatever he feels is best. I, I mean, he's a businessman and he treated America as a business, maybe not successful businessman, but he's still a businessman. And I mean, he's way more successful than like most, like everybody in the universe knows who successful. Donald Trump is. He became president of the United States. It takes money to a, do that. But it's like, what CEO at that point isn't that? I mean, you gotta, you've got to be a certain type of personality to, to be up at that level. 100%. And, would, and it's like, maybe Donald Trump just realized that he could actually capitalize on being an app, actually open abrasive person like to the market like look i'm actually selling my personality because yeah right nobody Fair. else is doing it <laughs> his tv show was doing yeah. pretty well the apprentice yeah. was <laughs> right he just he knew how to manipulate it i i didn't like him i could give you a thousand policy reasons why i don't like the guy but i sure loved all the pissing he did uh, you know on, <laughs> on well, nancy pelosi and the oh. thing about him is he was hilarious yeah. right mm -hmm. he like had comedic timing mm -hmm. and i mean when he would call people names, what did he call Jeb Bush? Oh, I he had a nickname for Jeb that was please clap hysterical. <laughs> he had uh, he came up with Sleepy Joe, right? Uh, what was mm. Hillary's nickname? Hillary. Mm. I mean, he had all kinds of nicknames just yeah. for everybody. He just came up with them on the spot, right? right. It was mm -hmm. hysterical. Yeah. I I thought the guy was hilarious, right? Yeah. I also thought it was a sad reflection on our country that um, a guy like him. Because, look, let's face it, the guy was not presidential, right? The well, way he handled his business was just, 
I wish somebody were taking Twitter out of his hands. I wish somebody would remove it. That's my thing. Is no, I do I not think it. that he was physically sitting in his office tweeting. No, I hundred percent. I was. think it was. That was that was his Abs- Twitter. Absolutely. See, I, I, yeah. It may have been his, but I think there was. I mean, he definitely paid somebody no, to tweet no, those things for him. No, no, he no, wrote I, those. I, I really you think, think so? That was, Every one see, of. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think he's selling it as a market. Um, you know, part of his, you know, part of his whole package is. No, dude, the the Twitter stuff was hilarious. That was that was the best part about it. it it's like, I, I mean, I I know I know what I know what you mean that was when the you best say part about it. <laughs> yeah, I know it's annoying you, though. I know what you mean when you say you want somebody presidential. I get that. Like the ideal of a guy who's running your country is like you know a, a regal, a being. real stand up guy, shoulders back, or woman, whatever. That's you know that is honest not you know all that stuff the the virtuous person but it's like god all of the past presidents that have been the quiet obama walk into a room real elegant say very nice pause and you know in the speech and and make everybody feel all comfortable was lying through his fucking teeth while he was bombing a whole bunch of people just like all the other fuckers right so it's like what is presidential like I don't, I don't give a shit. I, 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 I made a meme the other day about it where it's like the lady had the mask on that said, this mask is as useless as Joe Biden. Right. And I'm, and people look at these people and they're like, I don't like it when politicians act like that. And it's like, no, fuck that. Like, this is how you destroy these tyrants. You mock them. Right. Right in their sacred. You temples. mock them mm-hmm. out of existence. Right. right. Just right in their faces, right there in their sacred, holy temples where they're like, this behavior is just not, we don't accept this from our con. No, it's like, fuck those people. And it's They're so, not good people. Right. And it's so funny. Like the, the one stereotype that the left hates old, rich white men right. are exactly who they mm-hmm. voted into yep, the presidency. Exactly right. Like, Seriously, look at a you, photo of Chuck Schumer. Like that is like, <laughs> and I've asked people, I say, are you really proud of the person you elected president yeah absolutely yeah. joe biden's great and i'm like you're such a fucking I liar watched, right. i a watched liar. another video there there's two videos now and who knows it could just be the internet fucking with it but i know the first one's probably legit so joe biden has asked to do questions with the media and they just cut his feet oh i saw that too yeah, i think no like, sorry joe <laughs> Whoops. he was like, like in a video conference with nancy or something like that yeah. and just like cut There's, him well, off yeah. yeah one was a little white house and he's like okay I'm, I'm ready to ask some questions take some questions and they're like <laughs> well it's funny because the media is also bitching about he hasn't held a full-on press conference in 45 days and that's the longest in 100 100 year history yeah so there's a reason for that. Right. The man has yeah. dementia. We all know it. Oh. He's not running the show. He's being, he's a puppet. And we all know that we live in a corporate oligarchy and the corporations, probably the war machine is who I'm guessing is running Joe Biden. They're so happy. He's back in office. How long do you think he would have to stand up there and give that speech? How long was Trump's for what his look up? How long um, on your phone? How long Donald Trump's first state of the union was because usually these things run like an hour and a half two right. hours of them just talking up a whole bunch of shit <laughs> yeah there's got... no way that would be so funny to watch joe biden struggle through that he'd say the same three sentences over yeah, and over yeah. look 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 <laughs> right uh this was an hour and tw- hour and 22 minutes Ooh. there's no way joe mm-hmm. biden could last that long 
Mm-hmm. Even if it was like, hey, man, hey, hey, man, calm down, man. This is a whole bunch of malarkey. Just buy a shotgun. That's all you need. He would talk for 10 minutes, then Kamala would come in and talk for the rest of the hour. She reminds me of like Darth Vader. She reminds me of a Star Wars villain. I I mean, there's a there's a picture of her in an outfit with like it's like this. Or maybe it was that was the governor of Michigan is who it was. Either way, she is dressed in like this dark maroon outfit with this mask that's like she just looks menacing. Right. Mm. And it's the meme was uh, and I've talked about this before on the podcast. The meme was, you know, I probably have a hard time picking out an outfit to give my first speech as evil ruler of the galactic universe. But I got to say, she nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It's hilarious. And she just looks she looks terrifying, Mm. you know, and the fact that these people think that they have to control us. We've gotten so far away from what the original idea was, which was the people being represented by these people, not ruled by them. And now we're being ruled by them instead of represented by them. That's a big problem. And nobody cares because our lives are so easy. You know, we have the highest quality of life ever in the history of humankind right Right. now. Mm -hmm. Less there's less violence now in the world today than there ever has been before. And we still have a lot of violence, right? But we as Americans are so complacent because our lives are so easy. If I'm hungry, I walk into my kitchen, I can go make a sandwich right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Then I can go take a hot bath, put on some fresh clothes, some fresh sheets on my big, comfortable bed, right. turn on my 4K TV in my bedroom and watch Netflix until I die. Right. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. And I'll be honest, I'm guilty of it too a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You know? So things Yeah, but to- you're paying for it. The thing is, is it's not the expense of other people. That's, you know, you, you're able to enjoy these luxuries. I understand. You know, where other well, i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just saying that the comfort makes us complacent yeah it makes us care less about what our government is doing instead of representing us they're ruling us and i'm okay with it because i've got all this stuff see you know there's another argument right there of why i just want to get rid of the government because i'm like i don't ever want to have to worry about it why can't i just freaking go watch netflix maybe <laughs> i don't ever have to sit there and well i think that's where they're making it hey there's my daughter come on in here hey daughter this is my 18-year-old oh. daughter, Woo. Kayla. Come over here and say hi to everybody, Kayla. This oh. is my beautiful, talented, hey, Kayla. badass of a daughter. This she is will Kayla. kick your ass. My daughter, she will kick your ass, <laughs> legit. Good to know. So this is Victoria. This is our guest. Hey, nice you know, to meet you, darling. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to step off for a second. You two continue. I'll be right back. You're fine. Yes. Yeah. So what is the, would you say is the most outlandish QAnon conspiracy? Ooh, um, one that I like really kind of like that you're just like, I don't think I can believe that one. I mean, I do think like the whole spirit cooking is a little like out there. Not saying that maybe it doesn't happen. I do think the adrenochrome, but like not to the point. I don't I mean, well, see, that's why I don't know is because like I said, I guess I'd never thought about it. Um, that, okay. Everybody just talks about the sexual side of human trafficking, you know? Right. And it just wasn't even dawning on me, even though I'm reading books all the time about people doing crazy shit on other humans. Right. And it's like, why wouldn't why wouldn't they be buying off a little child to do some some Harvard study testing on it, you know? Right. Or even just like, you know, there's um a few women that have like attested saying that they were a part of this cult, that their blood was drawn, 
you know, but they would be tortured to the point where they're just screaming and just right. at the, you know, pain level 11 on a scale from one to 10, like that no human right. should ever endure. And they survived it. Right. And then these like crazy celebrities are over here just, you know, consuming it or, or putting it on their face. Think very, um, like, I don't know if y'all watch American Horror Story, but like um, the coven episode of Madame Lollery, who is actually like an, uh, a true person in New Orleans who used to just torture slaves to the like this, a disgusting level. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that before. Yeah. yeah. And she hmm. would just paint herself in their blood because it made her oh, feel like youthful. And no, like, I have not heard that one. That's surprising. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I tend to find those kind of people <laughs> in my history book reading. Madame Lollery, Kathy Bates plays her in the American Horror Story um, Coven, which is the third season. Are you guys talking about QAnon, Adrenochrome, blood? Well, yes, with the most outlandish thing that I thought was <laughs> the I'm one like, that makes her just go, eh. Yeah, yeah. But and, even then, it's still not that far-fetched because these people really do this fucked up shit. Right. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> like, they really do. Right. Some people do. There are people in the world that do this. We don't know if right. the people... Right. But, I mean, celebrities are humans, too. Yeah. They're just... They're humans with a lot of money. So well, they're able they to... they sure all were willing to hide uh, Weinstein or Weinstein or whatever the hell... Oh, oh Harvey. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. yeah. No, but those people definitely knew what they were getting into. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. When all those broads who were like, oh, he did this to me. I'm like, yeah, you... 100%. My yeah. wife felt the same way. She's like, they, those don't take people... the part then. Right. Leave. You, you know, know, everybody mm -hmm. always makes the joking question like, would you do this for a million dollars? And it's like, these people were legit asked that. Right. Would and they, you do this for $40 million? Oh, and by the way, yes. will you sleep with me? <laughs> Well, you know? so they believe everybody when it comes to Harvey Weinstein, but the two women that Joe Biden's actually harassed or assaulted. Yeah, and Cuomo's mm. up to five now. Oh, Although, well, they're turning on Cuomo. He's yeah, done. they're 100%. Yeah. But I, they're doing it, and I, I sent you this. Uh, they're doing it because this is giving Cuomo the out. Right. Mm -hmm. Resign. You know, do Where it for the sake of the city, and you won't get in trouble for killing all those people in the nursing home. <sighs> what do you think about that? Right. Oh, I mean. Who was mayor when you lived in New York? Um, was it Giuliani? It, yes, because it was the, it was like 2009 okay. or 2011, so it was Giuliani. What was the atmosphere in New York politically? I know it's always been very liberal. The city is, I think it's 70 or 80% Democrat. Right. What was it like that when you were there? Because oh. he, he was a Republican mayor and he cleaned up the streets. He yeah. really did. So it's funny that you say that because I feel safer walking in New York City or back then um, where I can't carry a gun right. at night by myself than I do in the city of Houston where I can carry a gun. So, I mean, I feel like that. And I was living on the Upper West Side, which is a nicer part of town, but you're still going through some sketchy parts in the neighborhood because right. New York has never been 100% like safe or clean. Right. Um, it, I mean, I felt uh, more, uh, I guess, the opportunity to truly express who I was in a safe environment than I ever would now. You know, I couldn't walk through Montrose and say, oh, hey, I think I'm straight now right. and feel the same love and compassion that I would vice versa. Right. In New York. And yeah. So when did you decide that you were no longer a lesbian? Um, was there like a zing or was it just, you know what? I'm sick of these bitches. Well, <laughs> so 
I I realized that I never had a true relationship with a woman. It was just me and a woman together, and you know, it wasn't just scissoring all the time, right? And I (laughs) basically, no, sorry, mom. I don't know if you're watching this. (laughs) I am, uh, but I'm I'm also um, very religious too, and I I don't think religion has anything to do with sexual orientation. God loves you no matter who you are, he made you in his image and his creation. Right. And I don't care who you do, what you do, what you decide to do to your body. That is your right and your freedom as an American. As long as it's not at my expense, my dime, I don't care what you do. So you're okay with abortion then? Um, yeah. Okay. I don't think it's always, I, I personally don't agree with it or right. don't like it, but if that's what you think is best for you. Right. Okay. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to get you off track. No, I just... no, no. I mean that's a whole conversation yeah, that we exactly, get into. Exactly. But uh, I, 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 you know, I'm not one to yeah. ever judge anybody for right. what they want. Um, yeah. So, do you consider yourself now a Republican, more libertarian? Where do you think you fall on the political spectrum? I would definitely say in between. So, a liber- between libertarian and Republican. I do believe in personal freedoms, personal liberties, 100%. But I do think we as humans need structure. You can look all throughout history and there's always been some sort of, you know, um, a a higher being and some sort of religious figure almost sometimes. Sometimes they're the same person. Sometimes they're two separate, you know, uh, figureheads, if you will. And then a caste system. That's just how societies form themselves. Right. And you got to have that kind of uh, pyramid, if you will, because if you just have a free for all, who freaking knows? Because our minds are just so complex. But at the same time, you also have to have the consent of the governed, right? Because here's so Scott does not agree with or enjoy the system of government that we live under right now. Right. But he has no choice. He can't just say, hey, U.S. government, guess what? I bought this land here in Texas. I'm going to start my own little colony here. We don't want your rules. This is, you're not allowed to do Scott that. Scott stand. Right. Scott, Scott stand. stand. <laughs> You've thought about this before, haven't you, Scott? <laughs> no, actually, that came up to my brain right there. Well, Scotland's I, already as taken. Soon as you said right. Scotland is already <laughs> taken. <laughs> as soon as you said I've got a little plot of land, I was already trying to name it. <laughs> Scott stand. I like yes. Scotland better. It's too bad Scotland, it's already taken. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Perfect. the fact that you're not allowed to do that means you are forced to live under the rules that that this government has, right? Right. The consent of the government <clears throat> is so important because if we were allowed to form our own communities and make our own rules, that would take away central power from this huge entity, right? Right. So we would have this little set of rules and that group and this group, and we all have the choice. You know what? I really like how they're doing things over here. I have the choice to go over. And that's why I think states should have more government than. Well, that's the argument. That's right. why, that's why we are what we are, but that's not where we're at right now. The right. federal government gives so much money to the states that the states say, well, adhere to whatever. If we lower this drinking age, then they're going to take away our 8 billion for the roads, you know, or if we, roads. <laughs> if we don't, if we don't generate this amount of revenue from the prism system each year, then we're not going to get our federal prison funds. That's where the problem starts to come in, right? Right. You have this huge behemoth of a government that uh, half of the country wants to take care of them. They want it to exist. They want it to be bigger. They want to give them more power and control. And the other half says that they don't, but guess what? They're doing exactly the same thing, right? Right. And then you've got this little 2% in the middle that understand that human freedom 
that the way that we're doing things now is not conducive to true liberty and true freedom, which is what our founding fathers wanted, right? They wanted the ability to live their lives without government interference, unless I'm harming somebody else. Right. Right. So a limited government, as small as it can possibly be, and Scott would argue no government, right? But I think in order to have some, some form of protection, I mean, I guess you could do it without a standing military, but if you get another nation coming into attack, it's going to be a problem if you have a bunch of small communities. It's just not going to. Or you just, I mean, Texas will just annihilate them ourselves. You know? <laughs> yeah, I see Scott's face. He's got yeah. something to say. No, well, I'm just like, no, no <laughs> one's going to invade this country. We've got an insane amount of guns. It just would never happen. Well, what if it they don't takes, invade? What if they it just. It takes a really large effort to to invade another country. I mean, think about the numbers in japan and the pacific islands that was like twenty three thousand people buried in the ground with eh, decent heavy weapons you know a few big cannons but mostly small arms rifles machine guns hand grenades but one of the reasons that the emperor of japan didn't try to invade the united states is because of the fact that we have well, a but also, 300 million man but standing also army. Because we also have massive bodies of water that make transferring that kind of superpower very difficult. Right. Right. And that's that's the that's and so the he thing. attacked the most vulnerable yeah. position that we have, which is that's know. the thing that that I think people kind of brush off is especially whenever I'm like, yeah, I don't want a government, and then I was like, oh, well, they're going to be warlords and they're going to be fighting. And it's like this stuff takes an insane amount of resources. That's not necessarily true. Look at the Native Americans. No. There were different sects. It's basically what we were describing as anarchism, right? They well, were always killing each other, yeah. always attacking each other. Yeah, but in the context of the size of their tribes, that's that's taking a, a pretty substantial toll if you're losing three or four of your best fighters, you know? That's that's a substantial toll if your your whole war party is all over. But basically what it lends itself people. to is the idea that the most powerful little clan is going to rule all the other clans. So there's always yeah. some clan that's going to, all they're going to do is base all of their stuff on war and fighting, and they're going to come in right, and take everything right. else over. But if you're going around killing everybody, who's going to want to live in your little area? You know, and if you already the mentioned- The people who are that, benefiting from the killing, just like we Yeah, did. but that's not going to be a lot of people, you know? I mean, that's debatable. Look, there were millions of Native Americans here and yeah, but, hundreds of <laughs> tribes. It's like- the people that are getting killed aren't benefiting at all right and and if you're one of those people that's got the potential to get killed there's probably a lot more of those people than there are the people that are benefiting from it so you think that they would band together i mean what do you think no i just don't think that it's like it's like okay they might get away with it for a short period of time but if you're just going around killing everybody and it's my job to defend myself you're running a pretty risky business. And if if I actually have to do that and people are understanding that you need to take action to defend yourself, okay, well, then it's nothing for us to go and stop this guy that's... Would you stop him or would you go and join the ones who's winning and like the mm, clan that's winning? And... Well, I think me personally, I have one of those. I think that's even why I talk about politics is I just, I want to find truth and justice. Like that's what I ultimately care to find. And so I think in my situation, I'm okay with it because I would seek objective truth. You know, I don't care if you're a liberal that robbed a Republican or if you're a Republican that robbed a liberal. 
yeah. I see somebody that got robbed. Right. And I want to solve that problem. I don't I don't care about But your justice that. is then different than someone else's justice too. Well, there right? are well it, they talk about it and and admittedly I struggle with the way they phrase it. They talk about positive and negative rights. Things that can be given to you as a positive right and things that I guess can be taken away or something along those lines. I'm not I'm not quite sure uh how to describe it. Um but there are certain things that exist in natural law that it just universally is accepted. Like, I can't kill you. Right. I, I hope think, not. Yeah, you know, I think we would all agree to that at some point. We wouldn't need to write it down to mm -hmm. all come to that agreement. Um, Unless I was conflicting harm onto yourself. <clears throat> right. Right. But And then it's like... When they say that healthcare is a right, I think that's when they get into like the positive right spectrum where they're creating things that don't exist as a right. Yeah, but the problem with that whole argument is oh. that you don't have the right to somebody else's labor, right? Right. So, well, but even then, it's like this only happens because there's an institution that can do the shit to to say, oh, okay, yeah, well, we agree with these people because they voted for us, so yeah. It's not all right, guys. Well, that's my point about going back to anarcho-libertarianism. Eventually, it's going to get like that every single time. There's always going to be some power that rises up and swallows up the rest of the groups around it. But not at the level that we see the federal government. Well, um, yeah, I, because that's exactly what happened. You had all these states that were running their own little communities. Yeah, but do you think Texas could do that by itself? You know, because do what? take over the rest of the United States. Absolutely. But, but <laughs> I love, it. I I love this state. <laughs> yeah, that, that probably was a bad example. We, we probably could. Maryland. <laughs> no, maybe. but it's like it's like all of the states agree to subject themselves to the federal government. And so it's like the federal government can only get away with what it's doing because of that. What happens if Texas says, OK, federal government, we're leaving. That'd be awesome. What happens realistically? Um, realistically, they start by cutting all of our funding right. immediately. Oh, yeah, sure. Right. Um, then I think we'd actually uh, start to see maybe federal employees being arrested or um, removed from Texas. State mm -hmm. state legislators probably being removed or arrested or going to Cancun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> More power to you, man. Go oh, fly him. away. Yeah, but I you remember, he, was it you that was talking? Did you see all the text messages with him and his neighbors? Uh-uh. Bro, we got to get out of here. It's too cold. It's freezing. We got. <laughs> I, I, I can bring you with us. It's like, all right. At that point, you're kind of like, okay, what a fucking scumbag. Dude. Yeah, but if he had those resources and the ability to. Dude, fucking go help your constituents. Go show face. You represent these people. Go fucking feed them, man. Do something. I, I, don't I don't care. Bastard. Yeah, I don't even look, care. Look, here's the deal, man. If I was in that same position as Ted Cruz, I would not have fucking gotten on. No, I, I probably would get good. It's I stupid. probably wouldn't either. But yeah, but then again, <clears throat> you know, you were the guy that got in your truck and drove around to the flooded houses. Like, right. there are different types of people in this it's world. It's true. I get it. And he is a politician. I mean, yep. we all know that he's a yep. lifelong career and he, politician and he put his family first, you know, like, and no, no and that sounds bad. Cause he is, you know, right. I mean, I elected, I, I love mean, that I boy. I get it. You, you put your kids on a plane, fly them to Cancun, but here's the thing. He said, Oh, well, I was only make, going with them to make sure they were safe. That was a lie. He I, fucking lied. Okay. I, yeah. He would have totally fully instinct. intended on going there and staying there until this, this fucking winter storm was over. Yeah. It's hard yeah, to blame which, him. 
I mean, I get it, dude. I get it, but fucking own it. Own it. Yeah, yeah I was getting the hell yeah. out of here. Just be yeah. honest. We had right? no power, you know. It was cold. Well, and and he kind of. <laughs> I lost kinda, my house. <laughs> he kind of admitted it. He said, you know, given the chain of command, like there's really nothing that I can do in this situation. Yeah. And it's like, well, there was though. Dan I Crenshaw wish... was doing it. I hate that guy. Why? He is. You know who he is? <laughs> Dan Crenshaw is the love child of Paul Ryan and John McCain. If they were to get together and have a baby. Yeah. Because Paul Ryan was the most liberal conservative when it came to spending money. He's the guy that practically got out on the floor and begged for the tarp bailout bills of all the, the big banks and all that crap. That was that was Ryan right there getting down on his knees. We need this money. Like, no, that guy is a terrible conservative. And then we've got the worst parts of John McCain that he thinks we should still be in Syria. He does. He is a warmonger. You're He's absolutely right absolute, about that. The only thing that He's one I of those enjoy, guys whose arguments is, well, wait, if we don't fight him there, then we're going to have to fight him yeah, here. And the I only, hate that argument. The only thing I enjoy Dan Crenshaw for, and it's the same thing I enjoy Ben Shapiro. Is he looking at him? <laughs> no. I think he's handsome? <laughs> oh, yeah. I patch it all. <laughs> no, I always enjoyed it when they go to the college campuses. It's like, okay, that's your ballpark. Go break down these social justice warriors and destroy that kind of narrative. But right. outside of that, no, they're he's a terrible politician. Oh no! Well, I have a feeling he's going to be running for president in the next. Oh, he's being eight groomed. Twelve years, one hundred percent. Yeah, he's, a, he's being groomed. I'd really like to see a guy like Rand Paul or Thomas Massey, but there's no way that the, the establishment. Thomas Massey, I don't think would ever, whatever, subject do himself it. to that torture. Yeah, that's too bad. He is. He is the best. He is the best politician I think we have. Well, uh, what's funny to me is that you get, you be, you reach the status of president, right? You get elected president. Everybody turns on you immediately. You can't do anything right as president. Right. It doesn't matter because you're going to piss off half the people no matter what you're doing, everything you're doing. And I think it was Except if you're Biden because no, it was Ben Franklin. He said, uh, any man who wants to be president shouldn't be allowed to be president. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I agree with that statement, but shit. Yeah. I don't know, man. So I got to tell you all a funny story. <clears throat> I bought a, a bidet attachment. Oh, <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Well, my brother, me and my brother were talking about, he bought a bidet and he says, best thing he's ever done. And he gave me a very, very logical argument for it. He's like, Eric, if you got shit on your arm, would you just grab a piece of paper and wipe it off? Or would you use soap and water to wipe that shit off of your arm? I said, that's a good point. I would use soap and water to wash my hands if I had poop on my hands. Right. But with your butthole, you just take a piece of paper and you're done. You just walk around with a poop on your butt all day, probably. Oh. And I was like, that's really, uh, okay, I like that argument. So I went to his house, used the bathroom, used the bidet. It was luxurious, right? <laughs> it was amazing. So I bought this bidet attachment, and I went to install it on my toilet yesterday. Found out I'm not a plumber. They're hard <sighs> to come by right now. <laughs> I turned, I unscrewed the hose. Did everything I was supposed to do. Connected it all up. Screwed everything back to the toilet. Well, it didn't seem that hard. Turned the water back on. Came in the house. And it was just everywhere in my bathroom. So I'm scrambling <laughs> like an idiot. Running around. Grabbing towels. Trying to figure out how to turn the water off. There's no knob at the toilet. It's this new plumbing. The peck pipes or whatever. It's like tubing. There's a little plunger you pull in and out. 
and that's all you got to do to stop the water. I had no idea. I'm such mm-hmm. an idiot, right? When it comes to cars, fixing things, building things, I am a moron. <laughs> and I am just flustered and freaking out. There's water everywhere. I call my buddy who's a plumber. He's like, oh, yeah, that's going to be a big job. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just unscrew the hose and put a new hose on there. It's clamped onto the pipe. It's this whole complicated mess. Oh, no. And I just feel like such an idiot. We have one bathroom in my house right now. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law are staying with right. us. So we're all sharing the one bathroom. I've got a bucket in my bathroom <laughs> if I need to pee in the middle of the night. It's so weird and sucks. But mm. it's a first world problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a ultimate first world oh my yep. porcelain toilet's not working <laughs> oh, my bidet ruined my the bidet is not working it's like i've oh. got to wipe my own ass <laughs> i have to wipe my uh, own butt now oh it's 2021 <laughs> come on uh, something better than that but i mean realistically no. when the, my brother made the point about wiping as opposed to washing i'm like it's really good but isn't point. that a shower we gonna hop in the shower every time you take a dump I mean, I am not regular, so maybe I, I don't know. I don't. As many times as I use the bathroom during a day, there's no way I could shower after every single one. So the bidet is the next best thing. That's right? fair. It's nice and warm, soothing. Scott's like, you're not feeling it. What are you thinking right now? I don't know what I'm thinking. You just gonna use paper? <laughs> I, like, I, like a, I like a flushable wipe though too. Well, flushable wipes can give you hemorrhoids. Yeah, yeah, and they don't—they're not good for your toilet. Ask any plumber. They will tell you over and over. First of all, don't put tampons down your toilet. Oh, and don't no. put wipes down your toilet. That's what every plumber will tell you. My best friend used to be a plumber, or was a plumber, still is, lives in Mississippi. He would drain uh, snake drains in the wife's home while the husband's at work. He'd pull out all these used tampons. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, oh, my God, what are those? Ma'am, them are sewer rats. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sewer rats. Uh, Shout out to Rodney course. Ray Alfred. Anyways. So tell me about some of the Broadway dance musical stuff that you did. Um, so anything uh, interesting, anything cool? I mean, I I auditioned for Hair on Broadway. Really? Yeah, but I was um under eighteen, and there's nudity in the show, so they wouldn't let me go. Did you, would you have gotten the part otherwise? Um, I don't know. I only made it for to the first round. Gotcha. I never got a callback or anything. Gotcha. I did get a callback for a uh, regional tour of Shrek the Musical, though. Uh, up there so that was fun i've performed on cruise ships i've you weren't shrek were you (laughs) (laughs) i I would be now no (laughs) it was for uh the dragon yeah the little sassy dragon okay cool i like that um what else um i i mean i teach theater now here in deer park um at a in high school at a a community theater okay yeah and i actually grew up in that um theater so it's like this Nice. I've been a part of it for what I'm 28, so 24 years and almost a quarter of a century. Just you know, able to do that. And so, what was the 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 way you describe yourself? What we titled the show? <laughs> I do uh, tap dancing, financing, and I make martinis. So, what's so the financing part of it? Financing. I um, was a loan officer at a credit union for a few years. When was this? It wasn't during the big crash, was it? Um, no, 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 no. This okay. was like. I mean, four years ago. Subprime loan mortgage crisis, right? Yeah, here. I got you. <laughs> Just not no no uh, mortgages, only um, small secured loans is what I'm really okay. like good at. Secure uh, transactions, folks. Right, and, and now I'm an accounting specialist for a software firm. Interesting. 
in Houston. Isn't so. it weird how your life goes in a direction you just never imagined it to go? Oh, 1,000%. Mm-hmm. I was making drinks for a man at a yacht club I was working at one day, and the next day I'm working for him as uh, his accountant. At so the, At the yacht club. <laughs> at the- I wonder how many people it actually goes the direction they thought it was going to go. Dude, if if I look, I told people I was going to be a lawyer. One night I was up late, uh, it's like six a.m. I'm with three or four other dudes in some apartment. We're doing some illicit substances, <laughs> and I just kind of looked down. I was like, "This, what am I fucking doing with my life?" Right? Like, and I told them all to this day, and I they still when I see them, they're like, "Dude, you remember that night at the apartment? You told us you were going to be a lawyer." I told them I was like. I'm going back to college. And they're like, what? Like, I'm going back to college. I can't do this anymore. I'm going to become a lawyer. And they're like, dude, shut the fuck up and do that on the table. And I'm like, I, I kid you not. I enrolled a couple weeks later, um, started school. And then I'm 32 years old, back from college, went to law school, graduated. And now every time I see them, they're like, fucking did it, bro. Yeah, you're you did it. 20 years ago, I never would have. I, I was going to be a rock star, right? That's what I was going to mm-hmm. be in a rock and roll band doing drugs partying living that life and that's what i was going to do i was going to be a musician for the rest of my life right didn't work out that way you know you were going to be a cop or something weren't you i don't know <laughs> he's still deciding folks it's he's still bad. trying to figure out what he wants to be when he grows up don't ever grow up that's the key right i know i used to be i used to want to be in the military real hard you wanted to be a really? Navy seal yeah I used to oh, want to yeah. be a for CIA someone, for, That's interesting. Oh, for yeah. someone who's not like super into structure, I guess. He's <laughs> no, anti-government. No, like, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, admittedly, I do. I like structure. Um, I just like it to be that I can voluntarily sign up. That you make that your I'm, own structure. Yeah, that I know that I'm getting into it. Well, no, and I'm, I'm willing to accept somebody else's harsh form of a structure. Right. Where you become property, essentially, like, and not. Yeah, like as long as I'm willingly signed up for it um so you don't believe in the draft no uh, no 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 no. i don't i I would die for this country in a second well yeah that's your choice your choice to do so do that yeah i i would say conscription is slavery you know if if i if i don't have the choice to not die for this country then do i own myself right so uh no i used to belly crawl across the playground (laughs) in third grade yeah like we were hardcore she i remember that i used to tell people the teacher would spend like 10 minutes on math science and english and then the rest of the day on history and i loved it we got to listen to all the cool war stories but i totally was ready to be gung-ho in the military and then i think what what saved me was the year that september 11th happened i was actually supposed to go to new york um, but I ended up making the summer baseball team for the high school. Mm-hmm. So I stayed behind and played summer league and my parents and all them went. So I would have been at the world trade center all of a couple of months before it would have been knocked mm-hmm. down. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. And so I'm always like, I think if I had been there that I would have been like, Oh, I'm going to sign up. Cause my daddy, <laughs> was, my daddy was in New York a couple of months beforehand. Right. So it's, Pretty much like they took my freedom. Well, I'll tell you what. After 9-11, literally the, the next day, I bought my first AR-15 nice. and my first pistol. See, that's the right move. Right? I, was in, I was in fifth grade, so I couldn't do either of those things. <laughs> I just dated myself. <laughs> just completely dated myself. I was, but I was um, in history class. That's funny. Freshman year of high school. 
Yeah, and we were in English class, and a kid named Drew uh, walked back into class and said, hey, miss, turn the TV on. Some plane just flew into the, uh, one of the buildings. And I was mm -hmm. like, what? And this teacher knew she was getting fired. She had been involved in like a cheerleader scandal. So she mm. knew she was getting fired at the end of the year. So she did not give a rat's ass. <laughs> she was done whatever. caring. So he said this, and I was actually the one that walked up and just turned the TV on because I was like, man, well, she's not going to What's going this. on? Right. Yeah. And so we did, I think, right about the time that we turned it on, we saw the second building hit. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I do. I, I, I really thought that I would join up. Um, but I've also got pretty bad hearing loss, too. So I, I think that I don't qualify anymore you and me both scott yeah so i'm not upset about it so i want to ask you a question we were talking about it earlier Absolutely. so you said that changing from democrat to republican you got more hatred from people Oh, absolutely. Do you have any examples? Do you got any friends who aren't friends with you anymore? Um, oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> let's make a list. Um, <laughs> but um, so one of my favorite examples to give is I was in a musical theater production of The Producers. And I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's Mel Brooks show. Yep. Um, and there is a uh, hi, there is a part of it uh, called Springtime for Hitler. And it's this huge mockery of World War II and everything. That's it's a show within the show. And I was in a costume in that show, right? And um I played a tap dancing hotsy totsy Nazi, literally <laughs> what it was called. <laughs> right. And so if you, you would not be able to do that today. Right. No. And I wasn't able to six years ago because I made a post and I jokingly said we did not see this coming oh because oh, i love puns if you know me oh, and this and so this person knew me right <laughs> and she then decided and this is what also why i love social media but i also hate social media where she just decided to automatically block me on everything screen grab it and share it on all of her platforms and just rail and dog me for being because i have just recently turned straight and turned Republican for something that was comedy comedic. Right. And right. this person knew me personally, like for many years, I'm not friends with people that I really don't know. Right. Um, except for Scott over here. Except, except for, well, he was a musician. I trust yeah. musicians. <laughs> you should, right. <laughs> Sorry, no. Go ahead. no, no, but it just, you know, and then she brought up personal aspects of my life in this huge post where like my brother who's autistic, you know, saying how i should have you know i was a nazi and would basically kill all of him and, and it just that was like the harshest most disgusting thing i think anybody could ever do not because degrade me all you want belittle me all you want but bring someone into the picture who has nothing to do with it a and b the most vulnerable of all of our species someone who's not 100 there right. yeah I, I mean all because i think differently than you do I've never belittled her. I've never degraded her. I've never demeaned her. And to this day, if she was to walk into the store, I would say, hello, name, and probably buy her a drink or do whatever I needed to do to take care of her because that's the humane and nice thing to do. Yeah. And that is the difference of all of my <clears throat> quote unquote friends who are liberals on the left. I mean, there's a handful that I can have a civil conversation with or debate with and then move forward. And then there's those that just personally attack me You're from now the get-go. The right. right. And 
then we're not having a conversation. It's just you being a bully towards me because right. my opinions are different than yours. Right. And how dare I express myself? Well, the more we swing towards that and the more of those people get elected to government positions, that's when we started inching creeper and creeper or start creeping closer and closer to that totalitarianism that I was talking about. Right. It's, mm -hmm. you know, you know, if it's, if they call it, they celebrate when someone comes out. So what do they call it when you come out straight um, or go back straight? Or I mean, they, how would you even say that? They just, I mean, I, I jokingly just say I came out as straight because I'd only ever been in relationships with women previously. And how prior old were you to, when you decided that you were a lesbian? Uh, I was 16, 17. Was it a choice or was it a biological? It was a choice, 100%. I liked the attention from guys, being honest right now. Right. I like the attention from guys. I liked right. being different, Um, you know, rebelling against my mother, you know, the total yeah, right. teenager kind of thing. And hmm. I, I teach kids now, right? So I see... All of these young girls think it's the cool. It's the cool thing to do. It's hip right now, yeah. right? To be trans, totally to be hip. gay, and I'm not against you. If that's who you really are. Right. Even if you're, if it is just a phase, it's fine. But recognize that, and right. mm -hmm. don't. There's more to your life than your sexual orientation. <clears throat> right. And unfortunately, in 2021, uh, your life is your ori sexual orientation. Yeah. My brother told me, he said, "You know what? If your sexual orientation is." the most interesting thing about you, you're a boring person. Yeah, right? seriously. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah. Hi, I'm Eric. He, him. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. That right yeah. there. It's like immediately if I hear that, I turn off. I'm like, same. No, I'm like, not doing it. Dude. Yeah. So. No, can't do it. I do have to ask y'all a question because I wanted to see y'all's um, interpretation of something. Um, let's go. Uh, you brought up the constitution and right. everything earlier. Um, all men are created equal. No. I, I think that's where they got it wrong. All men are create, all people are created with equal inalienable rights. We are not all created equal. Can you bench 250 pounds? No, I can. Can you run a four, eight 40? No. Can you choke people unconscious? With your <laughs> I, hands? I thought you were about to go. I can't, <laughs> I can, <laughs> I can run a four, eight 40. We are going to go time this. I shit. can run a four, eight 40. We will put it on the next podcast. I like week. it. I'm there. Um, although, you know what? I, you're probably right. I probably can't anymore. <laughs> my back and my knees from doing oh here we go there we go well dude i do jujitsu and it's just tough on your body man it hurts your whole all that plumbing you've been doing <laughs> yeah right. well here's the funny thing I, you know you're squatting down working on this toilet dude my knees started hurting so i'm like god i'm old man <laughs> but the, the point is is that some people are great cooks right some people are brilliant thinkers some people are brilliant artists we're not all created equal right however we are created with equal inalienable rights right right the word inalienable means that it's not given to you can't be taken away right well i think all men are created equal is a farce it's a 100 farce okay because right. guess what scott is a lot better than me than i am at the guitar and i'm better at scott at certain things and i'm sure you're better than both me and scott at certain things i can't bench 250 i can <clears throat> i mean look at these muscles, i think i can bro. i'm really good at sitting on a bench so there's that <laughs> I think I can. I think I can do like two twenty-five. There you go. Maybe maybe two thirty, yeah. but I don't ever max out. Yeah, because mm. so you're by know. yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the point is, is that is that where you were going with this question? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just wondering. Where... I do not believe that all <laughs> men are created equal. <laughs> I do not believe that all men are created equal. I think it was a mistake by the forefathers to put that in the constitution. Just because that's a huge argument that the left yeah, has, of right? Of course it is. Yeah. And I will argue to the death, no, we're not all equal. Mm -hmm. If we're equal, then beat me up right now. 
Right. I mean, you know, and you know, a lot of guys beat my ass. And it happens. Three, I'm a big girthy broad. Watch out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can make that. I like, I like if we're doing cheesy slogans, I like the cheesy slogan that's uh, equal rights, not equal opportunity. Well, see, I think that's wrong. No, it no, no. Excuse me. Equal opportunity, not equal. That's, yeah, that's the basis of that. Oh, no. oh, goodness. I'm way off. Equal opportunity, not equal outcomes. Right. That's that's the right way. I like it. that. That's good. Yeah. It's, that's how it should be. Yeah. Everybody gets a fair shot at right. the starting exactly. line. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But you're not guaranteed to be the first. Well, person and here's it. here's where the argument that um, you know our system is inherently racist comes in, right? Oh. Which I want to be very clear with both of you. It is inherently racist. Okay. Because it was set up by old white racist guys and has evolved through the yeah. years. Our criminal justice system targets minorities. 100%. I work in it every day. I see it. I've been in jail several times. When I was in jail every time, it was always young black minorities, not young black minorities, but young minorities, mostly black and Hispanic. There was like three white kids in there. Okay. Right. And that is literally what made me want to become a lawyer. I was like, this is fucked up. This is wrong. Okay. Why are is this group of people filling this jail and people who look like me aren't? And it's because there is an inherent advantage and they call it white privilege, right? I don't believe that white privilege is the all end all be all, but because the way the system was set up from the beginning, it does give certain people an advantage an easier way, an easier path to become successful. That's not saying that not everybody can become successful, right? but I want you next time you're in an area that's not so nice. They call it the hood, right? The ghetto. Why don't you tell me how many grocery stores you see? Okay. I want you to tell me how many convenience stores then you see. You'll see 50 convenience stores and you'll see zero grocery stores. There's no opportunity for employment. Education is shit. You have a bad start in life, right? It's, 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 but it's, also you it's have a to look valid at, argument. We also have to look at those communities. They glamorize that too, you know, to the point where it's, they glamorize. Um, drug dealing, violence. I, I've heard that argument, but here's the deal. What are you going to do? If you can get a job at McDonald's making eight bucks an hour, which you should working 12 hours a day, or you can make $5,000 a day selling crack cocaine, which one are you going to do? And those are your two options because there's no other places to get jobs. I'm going to sell crack. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sell crack. I, I mean, and first of all, let me be clear. I think crack should be legal, not mm -hmm. illegal, legal. No, I think all drugs should be legal. And, and then, yeah, I mean, I see that, but I, 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 um, I don't know. So, well, there's what, um, 70%, 76%, I think of the population of the U S is, is white. white. Right. And then 13% is black, right. but over 50% of the jail is black right. with violent crimes. The numbers are extremely disproportionate, right? We have to ask ourselves why that is because of the communities that they're unfortunately, but why and they are they stay in like those. that though? Are they? Do people try to get out of those communities or, or if they're it's, handed the $5,000 crack deal, they're going to take that $5,000 crack deal and just stay there and thrive in that. What I'm saying is that there's not a lot of opportunity when you grow up a young, poor minority. It's, there's not. It's just how it is. It's, it's the bottom line. I mean, I grew up so, a young, poor white girl, and I definitely did not have a lot of opportunity, and I had to do whatever I had to do to make it. Right, but you also weren't told to get the hell out of here because you're black, right? Your your parents and your four your your ancestors even Hispanic people aren't as uh, marginalized as the black community has always been. Okay, so when slavery was abolished, right. the war was over. There was still all of these laws 
which prohibited black folks from doing certain things, from getting certain jobs, from going to certain schools. There was no opportunity. So these communities formed and they, they were stuck in these racist ways for a very, very long time. It right. wasn't until probably 60s the 60s, right. you know, and we're finally starting to see some of that go away. It's being chipped away at slowly, but it's still. But who's funding those communities? Well, that's the problem is that it's, it's, it's getting better. It absolutely 100% is getting better. Okay. You know, in the sixties or the fifties, it was very hard to become a super successful black man or black woman. Right. Right. Not so much now today in 2020, it's a lot different, but some of those institutions still carry that stigma. And one of them is the criminal justice system. Right. <clears throat> I don't have all the answers. I don't know why it is. I do know that it's a problem, right? I don't, if anybody had the answers, then it would be fixed, right? Right. I think what Scott would argue is that you remove government from the equation and it could potentially solve the problem, right? Or fix it. Because I think the government, I mean, the government, they're literally living off of the government in those areas and those communities, and, unfortunately. And that is a problem. So if you force right. somebody to work for an outcome then they're going to work for an outcome right. right they're going to find ways to support their families and and and, law, and 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 that sounds like a logical answer i just don't know if it's the truth right all i know is that there's a big problem and i don't know what how to fix it right so what are you looking up over there scott <clears throat> well i know you've got something to say about this whole thing so. sorry <laughs> no 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 i'm 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 just listening um i think there's uh, and I don't know the exact history of it, but I think there's a period right there after the Civil War um, where black people actually were really prospering. Until the government got involved. Right. And, they had nowhere to go and didn't know what to do. And so they were starting their own markets and right. and all this other stuff. I, I just, and I was trying to find, because I think Thomas Sowell wrote something about it. Right. So it was just making me, I was trying to find it, see well, if I could read about it. And I think <clears throat> that a pure capitalist setup in a low income area would work, right? I think it would if you removed the government incentive to do nothing, right? Which is welfare. Right. And some people really need it, right? But that should be our choice. Well, but it should also be a it choice should be to be noted that Americans gave more in charity even after. Absolutely even after taxes okay so taxes were taken out of our thing and we were still the leading nation in charitable giving right, right. so we give an insane a lot amount of money absolutely if we weren't having two trillion dollars robbed from us every year maybe we'd have more money to try and fix know, problems at home yeah right i you agree know, they always they always say well look at the new bridge we built and it's like yeah that's great but that's what about that's, fifth ward that's right that is the B side of the economy. Well, the A side is what everybody else could have spent that money on. Right. That the government decided to steal it, you know. And that's you might the thing. Have been buying a new thing for your theater complex. If and we're going to have a huge government, let's use the freaking trillions of dollars to make our country better, right? right. Look, <laughs> I know you're going to, I know you're going to, this is the, let me, let me say no, this. No, no, is no. The, I'm, I'm sorry. The, the <clears throat> laugh comes because I just saw somebody the other day, um, I, I don't know how I stumbled on the Occupied Democrats Facebook page <laughs> and some lady, it, it was, I don't remember what it was, but the lady's comment was along the lines of those Trump 
Trumpians or something like that. <laughs> um, just they don't they hate Americans. They they don't want us to do anything great, unlike Biden. And I'm like, Biden, like, didn't he just go on the world stage and tell everybody, yeah, we're done with the America first policy? Yeah. Right. I'm like, I'm fairly certain it was Trump that was pushing <laughs> right, the right, whole, America first. Yeah, it was. Well, that was that was why I was laughing. So, you know, the war machine obviously runs the country. They run the show. Um, you know, the Raytheons, the General Dynamics, mm -hmm. all those country, all those companies. You know, we spend so much money on bullshit, right? Ten thousand we dollar toilet seats. If we were gonna, if we could just redirect where we spend our money, because mm -hmm. look, here's the deal. I do believe that an educated and healthy nation is a prosperous nation. Fair. Right? So if we could just invest in our education system, we could invest in our healthcare system, we would have young, healthy kids who can learn and become a, grow up and become prosperous people, right. prosperous, intelligent, hardworking individuals. If we're going to be paying these taxes, then why the hell would we not use it for something productive right. why, right? Is, why is millions going to pakistani for gender for studies gender studies exactly you know, things I... like that that just baffle me and it's because right. the war machine spends its money in different ways that we don't understand if right. i if i absolutely had to agree to a system then what i would want to see is a website that say come april okay i owe some money i go to the government website it shows me every service that they're doing, what their budget is, and you get to what pick. their goal, and I get to just pick. Yep. I want $40 to go to the NASA because right. that's all I can give them. And I want $150,000 to go to the Houston freaking roads right. so that way I can get my roads built. You know? <laughs> yeah. I thought about the roads. And I, I thought I, about that too, but then there would always be little areas that nobody ever gives to, you know? Right. Well, the and police would probably be one of those. But it's, you know, it's like, okay. But, but it shows it's my what money the and I should it shows be able what to... people want. You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I would also, in that same moment, allow the market to work because if, yeah, okay, the government stops doing a service and people stop giving to it because something else has filled its spot, I want that to be able to happen. I agree. Right. You know, I always think it's funny that um, really when you boil it down, all they really care about is your money. Right. No, oh, for you sure. Know? I mean, if the only reason they wouldn't let you start your own little Scotland here in Scottistan, Scottistan, I'm sorry, Scottistan. The only reason they wouldn't let you start your own little Scottistan here in Texas that's not beholden to the Texas government or the federal government is because they wouldn't be getting any money from you. Mm -hmm. It's like that Family yeah. Guy episode where Peter, like, yeah. you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? I love about? Family Guy, my favorite yeah. show of all Pitopia. time. Pitopia. Yeah. Pitopia. Mm -hmm. That's right. And they had to, like, pay him to, like, become back part of the country. And he takes over one of his neighbor's yards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I totally would. Yeah. <laughs> love that show. Remember, uh, there's one where he gets the gay gene injected into oh, him. Right. And she's like, Peter, are, are, are you gay? And he's like, guilty. <laughs> Funny, man. He's so talented. <clears throat> yes, he is. He's an uber liberal too, which drives me insane. Oh, most of them are because the thing he does, he makes fun of everybody, right? Mm. Everybody he makes fun of. Nobody. It's like SNL. Nobody was safe. Yeah. You know, like well, that was SNL's a... ridiculous off the charts. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I've seen a good episode of Saturday Night Live in ten years, man. 
I mean, long time. David Spade, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley. Those mm-hmm. are the guys I grew up with, you know? Yeah. There was some good stuff there in the 90s, too, when Will Ferrell was, was starting say, to like, come in there. Yeah. And, Will Ferrell, like. And mm-hmm. Jimmy Fallon when he was Towards okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So no, there were, there were some good episodes. Victoria, you're a performer. I am. What do you do? Mainly sing, dance? Uh, I'm a singer, dancer, actress. Really? I prefer singing. It's my favorite. So what school did you go to? So in New York, I went to before the, Sam Houston. Sorry. Uh, oh, that's fine. Yeah. In New York, I went to the American Musical Dramatic Academy. Okay. Um, and then I went to Sam Houston State. Right. And I've also gone to San Jack, and yeah. So. That's cool. Um, do you perform now, or you just teach? Uh, both. So I'm in a current production right now. I mean, COVID obviously yeah. kind of stopped the performance aspect, mm, right. as we all know. What um, are you having to do to get? performances doing zoom performances well so so for our students we do a recorded version and we give the a dvd copy to their parents Uh, but we're actually able to do live performances but we have to sing and dance in a mask so and but here's the thing there's only six of us Uh. in the show and there's only six of us and we still have to wear a mask on stage and you're around each other all the time right Mm-hmm. It defies logic. Literally, I got to go. I got to go in a building the other day where they did not have a mask policy. Did you see? H-E-B's I haven't worn a mask statement? in three weeks. I got, I got to see faces. Did you see HEB statement? No. Oh, what are they doing? They said, "Look, yes, Governor Abbott lifted the mask order. Our employees and our partners will still be required to wear masks while in the store, and we would prefer that our customers wear masks. But our policy is not to confront any customer not wearing a mask because we don't want." any um dangerous possibly dangerous situations with our partners and our and our employees good so nice. you can wear it or not wear it and you may all know hb is the real governor I'm of not right. gonna <laughs> wear I'm not gonna <laughs> dude me and kimmy oh, walked through hb for it was this was probably three or four months ago and i was like i'm not wearing my fucking mask she's mm-hmm. like all right i'm not going to either we walked around and we were the only people in the store not wearing masks mm-hmm. but every time we'd pass a couple people We'd see them two aisles later. They had their masks off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh. Instilling trying, that, right? Look at y'all go. Did I give you a little bit of freedom? <laughs> My favorite thing to do right now is call people who wear masks science deniers. Yeah. They seriously. furious, dude. Look, I mean, the fact is the science says mm-hmm. 99.97% of people survive this virus with literally zero issues. Right. That is not taking into consideration the number of asymptomatic carriers of the virus who never even knew they had it. They say up to 30 to 40% of people could be completely asymptomatic. So take that 99.97% and make it 99.99997%. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable. So five, sh- so 530,000 estimated have uh, passed away from COVID. From COVID. They say with with COVID. With they don't COVID. say right. from COVID. Right, right, right. So because then they would be super lying through Then 31,800 have actually passed away specifically from COVID. Right. In 2018, 2019, 32,400 from CDC itself have passed away from the flu. Okay. Last year, there were 3 million car accidents. And then I think 40,000 injuries from said car accident. Right. So you are more likely to get into your car today Absolutely. and probably get into a, you know, massive wreck and possibly fatal accident. A four car pileup with an illegal immigrant. Oh, well, God. the best part about your argument with the car accidents is that their argument is, well, you're putting me at risk. Well, guess what? Every time I get in the car, I'm putting you at risk. As right. well. well, and but my favorite thing, and I made this point 
and I was super excited about that Facebook share, uh, is that nothing changes for these people. Like, okay, the mandate's gone. You can still voluntarily right. wear your mask. Do everything if you want to do. If I don't have mine on and you feel uncomfortable. Get away from me. Seriously. Give me 50 feet. Right. Bag, bag, yeah. bag, bag. <laughs> Give me 50 feet. You know? Man, yeah. We need to remake that with a no mask policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be really oh, funny. Oh, Lord. I mean, if six feet really worked, like, oh, bye. So God. stupid. It's a uh, virtue signal. But, now. you know, there's mm-hmm. there are some things that culturally I think I'm okay with. Um, I don't mind six feet of space between I don't either the person. Stay the fuck out of my face. Especially dude. in like especially in like the shopping cart line. Right. Like oh right. Like oh, I've already got this huge freaking shopping cart anyway. And, and now you're, you're up just, on my ass and my heels. Up on, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, chopping my heels with your you and your angel course. soft yeah. and your like <laughs> yeah. twelve pack of seltzer. That I don't have a problem with. I don't have a problem with like restaurant workers. That's when you said the other day that I was like, I don't have a problem with that. I don't either. Have a, See, but I've worked in the industry. Food. No, no, no. And a cook, you don't want your cook coughing on your food. Yeah. It's like you know, like. Look, I guess some people say the argument germs are good for us. That's what made us, you know, strong how we are today. But well, it's but it's like I'm not necessarily sheltering myself from germs if I'm not having my cook put Coffee. germs directly <laughs> in my food. Fair. Like, yeah, I think I'll be okay. Yeah, well, I meant from like a server or a bartender standpoint. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to no, wear a see, mask. Servers, a... I think I'd be okay with you not having one on because you are talking to me and and I'm hard hearing, so I don't want to keep asking you what. <laughs> When you're mumbling, because sometimes they think I'm just being an asshole. And then I'm like, well, you are. are you going to spit in my food now? Because I couldn't hear you. The oh, worst is no. when I'm in court and the coordinator's behind a plexiglass piece with a mask on. And I'm hard of hearing, like legit hard yeah. of hearing. Like I have an audiologist appointment tomorrow to get hearing aids. And I can't hear anything they're saying. And I have to, there's a little gap in between the plexiglass. I have to stick my ear up in between the gap. And if I still can't, I have to walk around the desk and stand next to him. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm so sorry. I just, I can't hear anything that you're yeah. saying. Right. And they're, they're like, they're, and most of them are nice and they understand, but some of them are like, what the hell are you doing over here? I'm like, I can't hear you or understand anything. Yeah. This is very important to me and my client. So can we get this figured out, please? Right. And it sucks for me and it sucks for them, but to this world we're living in dude it's 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 unbelievable yeah right. no the gym that i go <clears throat> work out at sent out a little survey asking how people they had it a very politely it was, worded it was, it was worded in, in a curious fashion right. like one of those you better read this question properly or you're gonna say you're not comfortable <laughs> with people not having masks on right and so yeah you better believe i was like no i'm not comfortable with these rules about masks <laughs> like you better take them off right now or I'm leaving. Like, <laughs> well, the weird goodness, thing. let me breathe with a whole bunch of healthy people. The mm-hmm. weird thing about masks is that Asian countries have been doing it forever. Yeah. Right? We've been wearing masks. Oh, yeah, I remember every time I got on an airplane, there was an Asian person with a mask. Well, right. I shared that. I shared that. But they do it out of politeness. Even if they have a cold. Mm-hmm. Right. They have a cold. Yeah. They're like, I'm going to wear this mask so I don't get everybody else sick. Well, the our favorite media outlets heralded japan right is doing it right with masks right and they did they did a study and it was 95 to 98 percent usage rate and they still spiked they still have the same numbers right they still have we'll a look at california and florida deaths. and i got into an argument with this uber liberal friend of mine about the numbers and he's like well it's what it's actually 1.8 percent in miami and 1.5 percent in <laughs> california and I go, so what you're saying is that they're almost identical right <laughs> even though florida has no mass policy and no lockdowns mm-hmm. they're almost identical 
And he's like, well, in San Francisco. And I'm like, really, you're going to bring San Francisco into this? <laughs> you, at this point, it's clear uh, that there's just no, they're never going to admit they're wrong. Yeah, exactly. There's, they cannot course correct. They in never fact, will. I'm going to pull up a quote from Eric July. What I really think is, what I'm really praying for is that Texas numbers don't fucking spike, right? I'm hoping and praying that they just stay level, stay where they're at so that we can give everybody the big fuck you. Right. You know, like this is how it should be being done. Well, and my thing too is with the whole mask thing, if we're going to do it, then do it right. We all need fucking medical grade cleared masks. Right. Not these, I've seen crocheted masks, these little lace things. My t-shirt is thicker than some, you know, the masks that were out there. So if you're going to enforce a a bandana and on with my livelihood with performing as i think scott can attest to as well it fucking sucks singing through a mask i can't even imagine you can't perform it half of it is the interaction with the audience right right sorry go ahead you're ready no 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 i i agree but i don't sing with a mask on and i do i have people who look at me funny and i'm like are you right with all my gear you're six feet away from me anyway like you're not you're not getting close to me no this is eric july he is a phenomenal thinker um, as the narrative unravels and places are reopening to 100%, for a little while you'll hear leftist screeching. But as we go about our lives, they'll want in on the fun and they'll, their excuse for joining in will be due to the vaccines. Either way, <laughs> That's right. they'll never admit to getting it wrong. Nope. Right. Never. Yeah, they never. will never admit. And dude, I will wrong. freely admit that when it first started happening, I was like oh shit this is going to be the big one right this is going to be the black plague of our time it takes out one in every three people right. i thought you know this could possibly be well, the it. media hyped it up to be like that right yeah so. and, and i was ready for it and then when we did the two-week lockdown i was like oh shit this is getting serious then i really then when every when they started figuring things out right they started getting more numbers they started figuring out the respirators were not the right answer that the respirators were actually killing people mm-hmm. and they started figuring out the science. And my little brother said this a long time ago. When there's a pandemic that hits, you either want to be the very first person to get it, like in that first group of people to get it, or the very last people to get it. You don't want to be the group in the middle that they're experimenting Anything, on, right? right. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we're to the point where most people are just over it, right? Oh, absolutely. And I found it really funny that as soon as Biden was elected, New York and California said, well, you know, we're going to start opening things up a oh, little bit. How convenient. Get the fuck out of here, man. It's so transparent. I mean, it's so not transparent. It's so um, obvious what the ploy is. And, well, CNN said this and that. And it's like, dude, why don't you get off of CNN right. and go to the CDC's website? I know they use a lot of big words, but that's well, where the you real know, information uh, is. Fauci himself mm. commended New York's response. <laughs> to the COVID, yeah great like, job new york great job new york yeah you were able to hide the numbers of how many grandmas y'all killed so mm-hmm. thank Dude, you i would be that. furious if my grandma died because mm-hmm. she was stuffed my mom actually went to the nursing home and yanked her out and they were like no you can't take her from the nursery she goes watch, watch me. the me. fuck i can <laughs> and she grabbed my grandma and brought her home my godmother her. both of her parents passed away during covid times right. so she wasn't even able to be there oh, with them God. you know like how my buddy, my best friend's dad almost died, and they could only go up to the window and say hi to him at the window. Like he was dying. Right. Uh, it's like, oh my God, man. Yeah. Fauci holds up New York as model for fighting coronavirus. What was this? This was a CN- CNBC article. 
and then Cuomo aides rewrote nursing home report to hide higher death toll numbers was the other caption that they put in there in the same photo. Well, when you start threatening people like a thug like he did with uh, that Asian. But those positions of power, they attract that kind of people, man. Of you don't. That's you why they said don't. anybody who wants to be president shouldn't be yeah, allowed. That's to. why it's so common to find the liars and the corrupt thieves, and it's less common to find the Ron Pauls. Like, right. Because those people are just not attracted to that. Like, I don't, I think I would do really good in politics, but I don't want to control anybody's life. Right. I, I just would never, I don't want that kind of authority. Yeah. Like it, it weirds me out when I do rodeo, you know, and I've yeah, got my little team. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only five people, you know, and it's, but it's like, yeah, but they're volunteering themselves. Yeah, to be there, right. So. Right. Right. And, 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 you know, and I always use the rodeo as a great example of what volunteering is capable of doing. Cause Look at right. that. That's 35 some odd thousand people. All volunteers. All right. volunteers. They, how much do we pay? It's hard work. It's yeah. not easy work. Yeah. But, but we pay a, a decent little fee voluntarily. Yep. That money is absolute, well, supposed to be used efficiently. I know that people kind of get ticked off with how much some of those board members make. Um, but for the most part, it's efficient. You know, they do a pretty good job with it. A lot of kids get scholarships. Um, right. What's funny to me is the one hurdle that I have in the shape of what would kind of be bureaucracy is that Aramark weaseled its way in right. to mm. be the provider. To be the provider. They have, a, no- they have, a, they monopoly. have a monopoly on yeah. it. And so it's our service suffers because of it, because right. they get orders wrong. They're not on the front line. What ends up happening is these people in the suites call somebody who's in a whole other different building. They're not even at the, they're not even at the rodeo. Right. 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 They give them their order. Their order is then sent back to our room and we do it. We're instead of like <laughs> telling us what just they want, walking down to the friggin' suite and be like, Hey, do y'all need anything? Yeah, we need this and this. Bang. Boom. Well, Here they can't is. trust us because we're volunteers. Scott. Right. Well, <laughs> and that's the funny thing is they used to, like Aramark did not always have control over this. There right. used to be, for our sake, our committee could actually just go to the liquor store every night and buy whatever they needed to buy for the next thing, right. what, what we were low on. Right. That's extremely efficient. We knew what to buy. You know, we didn't waste our money. But I do I always like using the rodeo as an example of, you know, you can accomplish really, really, really big things. With volunteering. With volunteering. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Victoria, it was a pleasure to meet you. Oh. We just did an hour and 42 minutes. Well, hot damn. Well, mm-hmm. Quick, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Time flies and have fun. It was awesome to meet you. Yeah, so nice yeah, to meet you. Thank you for coming in yeah. and doing this. Yeah. Um, Thanks for having anything me. Anything else you guys want to say? No. Nope. We're going to end it like we always do. Ladies and gentlemen, aliens and UFOs Tap are real. finance and martinis. Make That's good it. choices. Uh just a reminder, aliens and UFOs are real. Yep. The government has said so. Ten four. Look it up for yourself if you don't believe me. And uh, that's episode eight, folks. Y'all have a wonderful Ooh. evening. Yay. With liberty and justice for, for y'all. y'all. All right. Take it easy. Later. <laughs> Yay. Don't you know Adele wears a suit and tie? So I'm driving down to 61 in early July. Wide as a cotton, feeling sharp as a knife I heard him howling as he passed me by